Hello everyone, welcome back to yet another episode of the Joypad Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Michael Pinto. Of course, joined by my other co-hosts, Megan, Tom, and Michael Fleming. I forgot what names I said. If you heard that <laughs> pause, I was like, who did I say? I remember now. Because I forgot your name, Michael Fleming, I'm going to ask you first, what are you drinking? How are you doing? What have you been playing beyond the game that we've all been playing together, of course? Uh, yes, I am drinking a bubbly sparkling water, Blackberry Bubbly Edition. Um, I am feeling forgotten and unloved, as my name was not almost called out. It's not hard um, to remember either. I know, it's your name. <laughs> well, it's but, not. Uh, no, other than that, I'm, I'm doing fine. Um, Christmas was the other day. Christmas was fine. Um, good, you know, and... Uh, yeah, so in, in regards to what I've been playing, um, I'll let you go through the, the one game we've all been playing recently, jump into that in a minute or two, because I know there's a lot to say probably about that. Uh, other than that, I've been playing uh, Madden. I'm on 2043 um, or 2042, something like that. Again, I'm not playing every season or anything. I'm just playing the playoffs if my team makes it. Oh, God. What's his first name, Tom? Uh, Herbert. What's this Justin person? Herbert. Yeah, thank you. I was like, Jason, I knew that was wrong. Justin Herbert uh, retired the other year, so I now have Peter Russell, the new first-round quarterback that I traded up to get. Uh, he's very, very good. Like, first season, he's at 84. And we just won the Super Bowl, so that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, my team was... Uh, I do play the playoffs, so my team was texting before every game to the coach and to the me, the owner, and we're saying, you know... Um, we need to do it. We need to do it for Durant, which is one of my other players who I've had for like 12 or 13 years as a wide receiver. And he's sending texts and like, I'm tired, man, but we got to do this. We got to win. So <laughs> we won the Super Bowl. He put it in his papers and he just retired. So that was my, my longest uh, serving player um, that I you know created or the game created for me. So that was pretty cool. Um, aside from NFL, Madden, um, I have been playing... Uh, a little bit of war selection still. We cut down, I think, in the past week on that. But they just released China the other night, which was pretty cool. It's very swarm-heavy uh, Pinto, so you probably will like it. It feels like it feels very Zerg-like because you make like thousands of militiamen um, and just swarm the person that you're playing against. So you probably would like them. They they're a little bit different than like Russia, where Russia gets militiamen or partisans that have guns. They have swords, um, but really cool really fun and i'm not sure how to how to play against that because all they do is make mass militiamen until they have tons of money or they've built a wonder behind that and you can't push it um so that's been interesting to say the least uh but enough about me uh tom aside from madden war selection and the game we'll be discussing very shortly uh what have you been playing what are you drinking and how are you doing well, I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh, still in the Christmas spirit with some time off work, uh, and I've been sleeping like a nocturnal person because that's my <laughs> default setting. Um, and I'm drinking a Shiner Vice and Easy, if Ooh. I can Ooh. get that in the camera. It tastes a little bit like a Purple Haze. It's kind of a raspberry fruity vice beer. It's very good. Uh, I have been playing some Madden. I know you said other than Madden, but I started doing kind of the same um, challenge that you were doing yeah, where you're doing yeah. playoffs only. Uh, and I've been building it, slowly been assembling a team of Atomic Supermen, which is the way I kind of call it from <laughs> mm -hmm. that episode of Futurama. Um, my current overall ratings for my offense is a 92 and my defense is a 95. 
I had one, and again, I'm not <laughs> playing the seasons. I'm letting the computer run the seasons. Yeah. I had one where I went 12 and 0, and then finished the season 15 and 1. Wow! And then uh, went on to win the Super Bowl. So you know that's pretty impressive for the computer playing um, the games. Yeah, I think that's because you know the tricks too, though, on on how to trade and and stuff too. Like you've been doing a lot of trades. I started doing that. Like I traded up to get to the first round pick because. Like I said, this quarterback was really good, and I, I was thinking he probably was a, you know, very franchise level quarterback, and I wanted to have back to back Super Bowls, which is why I did it. So that worked out well. Um, but yeah, the I think that's one area that you are much um, more clever, or or you kind of know the system and you know a way to, around it to some degree. Yeah, I, I've been playing Madden for years and years and years and years, and I have been figuring out their draft systems for a while. Um, so what I do currently, my current season that I'm on, I think I have like 12 first round picks, um, and I just traded like two of them and a player that I didn't want anymore to the Niners for uh, a 99 overall superstar X-Factor middle linebacker. So nice. that was how I got my defense up to, from like a 91 to like a 95. What do you find that you trade for the most or, or that you want to draft the most rather? Draft the most? Um, it depends on what my situation is. If I need wide receivers, I always look for speedy tall guys mm-hmm. um, that obviously have high talent. So I always look for... You know, when that little diamond shows up, when you fully scouted a guy that tells you what their true yeah. draft round is, I look for early first rounders. Mm-hmm. So to go early first round, mid first round, you know, just kind of in sequence. It's interesting you go for offense, at least wide receivers more so, because all of my good draft picks have been, except except that one wide receiver, have been more defensive. So I actually have two x-factor middle linebackers that are like 95 and 92 i have a defensive end who's really good i actually have a center that i got that was really good like 94 and he's a superstar x-factor so it's just interesting what the kind of players you go for versus me i wouldn't say i really go for wide receivers it just depends on if i need them so like if i don't have four really good wide receivers on my team then i might look for one of those guys (laughs) gotcha um but first thing i always look for is normally edge rushers so Mm. left end right end uh left outside linebacker right outside linebacker yeah um middle linebackers i normally keep a couple that are really good but if i don't have like a young guy that's under contract that's really good i will keep looking for those guys um safeties same thing and then cornerbacks uh again i like tall speedy guys they're like Mm -hmm. the same as wide receivers Right. So it, it all depends on where my team is at. Um, if I need if I need a quarterback, I always try to get a quarterback really cheap and free agency that's really good and just sign him to a really long deal, because otherwise you end up committing thirty million a year to a quarterback, which is crazy. Which is what I did now. I have Baker Mayfield at like virtually nothing for oh, right, right. a seven year contract, and yeah. he's like a ninety nine overall, which is crazy. But if I don't have that, I, I look for a backup or a, a gotcha. good backup. Anyway, this has been Madden talk. Yeah, that's all good. I was just more curious than anything. No, that's cool. I, I have been having fun with that. Aside from that, I've been playing... Uh, my wife and I just started playing Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is a Christmas gift. Plays exactly like the last Spider-Man game with a couple upgrades, and it's really fun. We're not deep enough for me to really talk more about it than that at this point, but I've been, we've been enjoying it. And, of course, Cyberpunk uh, on the PC, because the PlayStation version still has lots of trouble, so I asked for a refund. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, but it's been fun on the PC and my wife's actually gotten way more into it than I have. She's playing on her own. She's a million miles away from me in that game now. Uh, she's playing it right now, I believe. Um, I'm trying to think. 
I feel like there was another game that I've been playing, but I can't remember it, but that's okay. Um, Because I've already talked for a million years. So, (laughs) I'll throw it to Megan, and if I think of it later, maybe I'll talk about it. So, Megan. That's me. What have you been consuming in liquids? What is your state of being, and is it a positive one? (laughs) (laughs) And what video games have you been playing with your brain and your thumb muscles? Ooh, ooh, nice. Uh, As always, I am drinking my leafy water, uh, home-brewed this time. Um... As for my general state of being, it's it's pretty okay, you know, coming off of the Christmas holiday uh, positivity, and I only have a four-day work week with uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Um, but yeah, as far as games, not playing a lot of different stuff, still trucking along with Cyberpunk and The Crashing, uh, still playing Persona 5 here and there, and uh, I actually ended up getting Spider-Man Miles Morales for Christmas for my brother. Um just installed that, haven't played it yet, but I really enjoyed uh, the last Spider-Man game, so I'm looking forward to playing this one. Web, web slinging and swinging is just the same as it was last time, and <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it is just great. That's like half the fun, just like, you know, flying around the city on webs. I like the combat a lot. In that the combat too. is like, cool. Yeah, it, it's like fast paced and it looks fun. It does, it, you know? especially so. like when you hit those key moments where everything kind of slows down. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan. Um, so I'm excited to dive into that. Uh, and much like everyone else, we've all been playing the same game. Uh, but again, we'll save that for Mister Pinto to speak on. Uh, yeah, not to ramble on too much because we've already talked about a lot of what I'm playing. Uh, so yeah, Mr. Pinto, how are you? What are you drinking? And what have you been playing? Uh, I'm pretty tired. I just, I'm exhausted. I've been working a lot. I had the day off, but man, sometimes one day off just isn't enough. Whatever. Uh, I'm drinking hot chocolate because I'm an adult. Um, basically, I just wanted a hot beverage, but I didn't want caffeine. Mm. That's my strategy with hot chocolate. Yeah, I guess I could have had, like, decaf tea or coffee. I don't think we even have decaf coffee in the house, so. I have decaf coffee because I love coffee, but I drink it too late and it keeps me up for 8 million years. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And in terms of games, the only game I've really played recently is a game that we've all been playing together. Yeah. Which is The Forest. Um, I don't actually know when that came out. Uh, it's a couple uh, years old at years this ago, point. Maybe? Yeah, that maybe sounds about right. I feel like 2016. I'm not maybe, sure, though. Maybe four, yeah. But uh, we've all been having a lot of fun <clears throat> with that. Uh, Megan suggested it the other day, and I was like, yeah, I'll grab it. And we started playing it together. And she was like, do you think Tom and Fleming would like this game? And I was like, I don't know. Then we played for like a half hour long, and I was like, yes. Yes, <laughs> they would. And then last night... Uh, Tom Fleming and I played it for about six hours. So <laughs> straight, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. It was what, what eight to to two, yeah. Uh, and I stopped playing because partly because I was tired, but also because I was getting kind of barfy. Because oh, no. <laughs> uh, I do have problems with motion sickness with games, and that's a first-person game, the kind of game that yeah. will give me problems. But I lasted pretty long last night before I was like. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I think it was the uh, the water that did it to me when we were in a boat. Yeah, and well, the you also entire didn't have screen, control. 
Yeah, the boat was also like super janky and jittering mm. everywhere. I was like, mm -hmm. I, I can't, I can't look at the screen or I'm going to vomit. Yeah, I think that's a case. I mean, it, we don't know enough yet, I think, but it seems like the water is not super important yet. Maybe there's like one or two, you know, objectives in the water, but for the most part, it looks like it might be more of a secondary thing. Yeah. So maybe you'll end up not having to, um, not having to, I guess, be on the water too much. And it was definitely less jerky um, if you were the, the person actually rowing the boat. Um, you know, and with four of us, there's a good chance that we might even want a second boat out there, like a second raft. So, you know, Tom and I could be on one and you and Megan can be on the other. And once it gets to wherever the objectives are, like I said, I think there's something because we got something about staying underwater for longer as one of our to-do list tasks. Um, I think that you'll find that as long as you're not just sitting out there, uh, you know, as a secondary passenger um, kind of person, we'll probably end up working around that issue because you didn't have any other issues. Otherwise, it seemed like. Yeah. Uh, except the plane, really. except the plane at the start. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Another jerky situation. The game itself, though, is really interesting, both because it's a survival game and because it's kind of an island mystery. Yeah. yeah. Like, there, there's a lot of intrigue mm -hmm. um, in the setting. And, of course, not a lot to know because you're just a plane crash survivor. So um, we explored a cave um, last night. And Megan, I assume if we get back in the game that we've been playing, we'll go through that same cave with you. Yeah, I'm down. But it left so many questions and we just kept finding different like twists and turns that were like what's going on here like you know um you know i didn't expect to see all of these things down here or all of this taken down here um and we kept finding like weird campsites some that had like modern tents some that had like military looking tents and stuff is like i don't know there's it's it's really interesting i i just want to know more i'm just uh, excited for um four dads to find their son <laughs> yeah jason all, all named the same jason. right all named timmy or whatever it is tommy. timmy yeah i think timmy, timmy or tommy yeah. um yeah. that game came out 2014 by the way 14. i did check online wow. so really it's well, just oh maybe the steam date is 2018 it says 2018 on steam yeah i think it's been like it, it's gone through a lot of changes over the years uh like mm -hmm. they did like an early access thing um and they're also working on a sequel, I believe, called The Sons of the Forest, which seems really promising from things that I've read online. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm, I feel like I remember when the game came out, and maybe 2014 is right, at least for early access, maybe mm -hmm. Steam showing when it officially was released. But I remember it coming out around maybe 2014 to 2016, right after the whole Daisy craze of, yeah. you know, uh, open world survival kind of games. Yep. There was a lot of other ones that came out around then, like Ark Stranded Survival. Deep. Yep, Stranded Deep, Ark Survival Evolved, um, which... Yep, Raft, yeah. a Rust. lot of those games. <laughs> I guess we'll never end. Because, yeah, there was there were so many of them that came out right around then because I think Daisy really opened up that door again um, yeah. of open world, you know, big world, kind of confusing place. What I like most about this game personally, and I think it's more for, like, Pinto, your benefit, is that you were never super a big fan of the, you know, um, player versus player you know battles that occurred yeah. especially when like 
in something like uh, an Arma simulator, you know, Daisy being Arma simulation, um, you would get shot from like 4,000 meters away by someone with a, you know, a, a, a 50 or whatever it was. That was a one hit kill and you were just dead. And, you know, that was the end of your life and you had to go back through the whole thing. We definitely preferred the more um, player versus environment kind of things, flying to Salvation City and, and those other ones where they had more CPU generated uh, characters that you had to fight. Yes. I just remember rolling around behind trucks in Salvation City. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was a lot of fun. And that's why I like uh, the forest so far. Cause there's definitely, you know, like I spawned in and the first thing I basically see is, is us fighting humanoids. Tom, I think <laughs> in the first five minutes you fought a, a monster that we had never fought before. Oh yeah. You know, so really interesting. And I, I mean, we've played what, 10 hours or so maybe total and there's a lot more i think we have not even learned about the game there's probably people out there that have watched it who are like hey, hey just wait just wait and see <laughs> you'll see what's coming up probably which is exciting i yeah. love that yeah <laughs> so yeah that's i mean that's really the only game i've been playing uh, i haven't had much time for other games so that's our what have we been playing segment for the week Woo. the answer is madden Spider-Man <laughs> and the Forest and Cyberpunk. Pretty much. Cyberpunk, yes. Pretty much. Uh, so, in terms of our topic, uh, if you haven't caught the memo from listening to our podcast, we all come up with the topics week to week, and everyone presents a topic. It's been four weeks since I presented a topic, and I'm just going to present the same topic I presented a month ago because it's a big one. And also, I'm exhausted and couldn't come up with anything uh, more cool or original. And I wanted to return to the topic of our favorite levels and locales in video games. Because you know what? There's a lot of them. <laughs> it's just a lot. And I'm sure we're all going to go through. And the, the thing about this topic is it's so scattershot. Like, we could talk about a million different things because it's just very it's broad and i wanted to talk about one of my favorite games kind of jumping off the last time we did this uh a paper mario the thousand year door on the nintendo gamecube which came out in 2004 i think is still one of my favorite games and i'm that weird guy that like uh now i realize i'm the weird guy because talking to you uh three i realized that no one else really replays games that much megan's like i never replay games i'm <laughs> like depends. i have played paper mario the thousand year door probably like five times i have probably played super mario rpg like more than 10 times to completion so i just there's just certain things i i love to return to i think I, I've replayed a bunch of games, um, but I think I did it more when I was younger, and a yeah. lot of it was because I didn't have access to the latest and greatest, and now I'm, like, inundated with freaking games, and I feel like I'm yeah. always doing a new one, and if I try to go back to one, I don't have time to stay on top of that. So as it is, I'm already, like, a year behind in the games that I'm playing. Yeah, I'm, I'm still the same way. Like, there are certain games I will play again, and I did play through a lot more as a kid, but now I just don't have time. And, yeah. you know, that's really a lot of the problem time. And then I also have access to more. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. 
I think then going off of that basis is the reason I play replay games is because I know why I enjoy them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a chance that if I get something new, I'll be like, eh, whatever, don't care. <laughs> Let's especially play Stardew if I spend again. Like, especially if I spend like 60 bucks on it. Crap, I didn't mention. I've been playing Stardew Valley. <laughs> oh, yes. There you go. I didn't play that Did much you... of it, but uh, Update 1.5 just came out and they added a whole bunch of stuff. So I Did probably... you find any new amazing things? Yeah, there's like a whole new area to explore, man. There's a volcano uh-huh. and a new village. Yeah. Are there any we new people for me farm. to... Uh... I don't know about date, but befriend for certain. Yeah, but I I only played that for probably like three or four hours. Maybe I'll hop back into that and have more details next week. I think the sorry, I think the premise of replayability comes up in the whole levels, you know. Oh uh, yeah, situation too though, because there's certain places that you've gone to where you're just like, I loved that place. I want I want to play the game just to get back to those couple moments from the game where i was in that you know level or or in that boss battle those kind of things so like i've talked about it before so i'm just going to quickly mention it but um, almost every battle with lavos from chrono trigger is great but the one where you are um you know kind of it's like the last time you're going to fight him and all of your people whoever you have like have a uh a saying or something about how they're like saving the world and like even a, today i remember being like seven eight somewhere in that age where i was like yeah we're gonna do it guys because it was the first rpg that i was i remember that i completed you know from start to finish so you know anytime i'm like thinking about that i always want to go back through and play the whole game just to get to that moment where you you know you are playing you know you're fighting lavos so that's one area. I think we've kind of covered Chrono Trigger a lot in the last time, so I just wanted to briefly mention the whole replayability and where that you know comes to for me. Mm-hmm. That's why you uh, keep multiple save files and save before your favorite parts of the game, so you don't yeah, have to play but, through the entire. But here's the, the thing, though. So that game came out a long time ago, yes. and while I still have the copy of it, I don't have a save file from that you know system. And every time I play on an emulator, which is a lot easier in a lot of ways i just forget to do it or i lose the save files because i reformat my computer or something so yeah but i agree that's that's probably what i should do so i can get back to those areas the other thing too though is now with youtube and stuff like that you know and the amount of people playing games on youtube and twitch and and the like you can often find someone who with like no commentary who's playing that moment so as long as you don't kind of rip on how they they play their game strategy-wise. It's a way to kind of experience the game again without having to spend the hours and hours and hours that we've talked about. That's a struggle sometimes. I don't. I don't find that satisfying at all, though. <laughs> well, people are different, and I. I, I just mean like even if, <laughs> even if I see so like I watch Let's Plays a lot, and mm-hmm. a lot of times though I won't do it for a game that I haven't played yet that I know I plan on playing. So yeah. I don't want it spoiled mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, well, it's it's easier too though in that case where you have a lot of the systems. So like any PlayStation game, I don't have the systems, so I just often watch them played because if it's a good enough game for me to still want it after I've watched somebody else play it, it's obviously a really good game. Like The Last of Us, I didn't have a PlayStation uh, to play uh, to play it, and I watched someone else play it. And I was like, this game's really good. I want to play it myself. <laughs> so. You know, that, that's kind of a way to filter out some of the noise. But 
in the in the to the purposes of the levels i'm at least able to watch someone else play that so i don't have to go through and, and do it all again yeah and i i think like in terms of levels that makes more sense where you know if you're like oh i super love like the chocolate islands in super mario world which i do because they're chocolate islands um <laughs> but like that's a game where there's no real emotional investment you know what i mean it's just kind of like i'm having fun playing a platformer i can't think of a platformer that has emotional investment except maybe like braid no now yeah. i'm starting to think of a whole bunch never mind let's not breach that subject <laughs> uh i did just want to go to go back to what i was going to speak about initially was uh the glitz pit in paper mario the thousand year door it's almost like a, a tournament setting and I think it might go back to my love for professional wrestling. But, like, you go in and you get booked and the promoter, Mr. Grubba, is like, Oh, Mario's a lame name. I'm going to call you the Great Gonzalez. And you have to fight your way up the ranks. And it just... It's actually, like, a really long part of the game. Like, people might consider it a slog. But I love it. I don't know why. I like tournaments in a lot of games. I, I think I've found, even that when I've been like replaying Pokemon, I really enjoy the uh, the tournament styling that that game follows, where you kind of have that competitive aspect of knocking someone out of the competition. I think Pokemon ratchets down the difficulty on that, and I'm sure you know you don't experience like a whole lot of heated competition in a, a any single player game, um, you know, Paper Mario included. Um, but I, I, I really like that in there. And even I think I enjoy that about Madden kind of getting into the, the playoffs and stuff like that when you, when you play there. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it's from watching too much Dragon Ball Z as a kid. <laughs> the Cell Saga. Well, in oh regards my. to Pokemon, yeah. I, I remember the Elite Four, you know, in the first Red and Blue. And just like how much prep work and how many hours you had played to get to that point. And then, you know, after you beat them all, it's like, but wait, you know, your <laughs> rival, whatever you named him, butts. Uh, is, yes, butts <laughs> and, and, and the like, you know, is actually are, have already uh, beaten us. So you have to beat him now, too. And it's like, no, I really liked Pokemon, all the Pokemons that I played. And I remember that being a great, you know, level. And, you know, there was a clear progression of difficulty as you went through that. Unless you were the person that played until you're like Charizard was level 90 something like my my friend did. And then he was like, I can kill anything with this thing. I'm like, okay, well, that's not as exciting. But What was really fun from that aspect, though, not just Pokemon. Um, I think some of you at least have played the Pokemon trading card game. Yes. Game Boy yes. game. Oh, yeah. no, I haven't played the Game Boy game. Well, there there was no way to really level things up in that case right you just got more cards and you built your deck in a way that you thought would win mm -hmm. so you know you're still kind of the same even playing field as you would be in an actual pokemon trading card tournament you know there was a higher level of difficulty because of that but it also made it more competitive fun interesting kind of tournament setting I, i'm getting really heavy into tournament settings here but i i think these are just like interesting level structures i guess is the way i'm thinking of it i, I think a good one too would be uh, lately uh final fantasy 7 the remake when you do the tournament just from like the announcers to your um competition uh hell house um <laughs> <laughs> i think that was the creature's name yep, um yep. but that was just like a really cool setup i thought i really i really enjoyed that 
I like that they continued it too with the optional battles yeah. afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Um, which had good prizes and it was fun to do. It was just fun. Um, to segue off of that to a level that I really enjoyed, and I forgot to mention last time we did this episode, uh, the Honey Bee Inn, just that whole fever dream of like a uh, QTE style dance uh, simulator. I loved yeah. every moment of that. <laughs> I fever dream is the right I word. I spent so long, like I spent days talking to both you and Tom being like, did you get to the Honey Bee Inn yet? I need someone else to experience this. <laughs> If they can just turn that into a game, I've said it before, I'll keep saying it until we bring it into reality. Please, just make that. There's some weird Kingdom Hearts rhythm game that just came out recently. I, yes. <laughs> there, there actually was a Final Fantasy game like that, too. I can't remember what it was called. It was like... I think it was terrible. Theater Rhythm or something. I don't, I don't really remember. Theater Rhythm. Was that it? I, yeah. I just need the Honey Bee Inn. I want that... Um, flamboyant bar owner to be my best friend well it's funny you mentioned the honeybee in so i i forget her name offhand but the girl that played Aerith um is a youtuber and a twitch player and you can actually find her um playing through final fantasy 7 remake and kind of talks about some behind the scenes stuff and that's cool the whole time honeybee in was going on she like as as a streamer she was laughing the whole way through <laughs> she found it so funny um you know and there's a line that Aerith says that's um i think it's like but you're so pretty when clouds like don't don't sit like, yeah. talk about this she, she goes but you're so pretty she lost herself she was laughing so hard <laughs> at the lines you know that made it in same as um when you're down in the dungeon and you fight that weird monster and then she imic- um, imitates, um, what's his name? Car- Carlos, whatever the, the bad owner is that sends you down there. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, Corneo. Corneo, yeah. thank you. I, was, I knew Carlos wasn't right, but I knew it was some, yeah, yeah. something more of that, it was a C. that influence. No, I was close. <laughs> Carlos. I was close. But she imitates him with his laugh. And then um, she had to like pause and explain why her laugh was so awkward right at that <laughs> moment. So again, I, I know you guys aren't as big on maybe watching people, but that's one person that I watched because she had an experience she could pull from recording and, and you know performing in the game yeah. um, and talk about it. So uh, I think Megan, you would definitely like it. She she definitely I'll seemed kind of rally. I forget her name offhand, but she's on YouTube. You can find okay. the, the videos. No, I appreciate that. What's funny, like, uh, just to merge two topics, um, you know, in terms of streamers kind of casting stuff and and that experience and settings that are just amazing. Pinto, I think you've played, or at least we're playing Undertale. Yes, I I was nodding, but I forgot I'm not on camera for you guys, so you couldn't (laughs) see me nodding. Did you ever finish that? Yes. Great. Um, if you haven't already, you need to watch the Game Grumps playthrough of that because I never played it, but I watched it. And that is 110% a game that uh, I think was made better by watching them because they did voiceover to a voiceless game the whole way through. And it helped animate already very animated characters. And it, it, it was just so much fun. It was like a treat. You know, just like characters that you kind of know and love and grow fond of just being made even better so i i highly encourage everyone to to watch that but that setting is just a delight 
Um, as long as you're not playing a genocide route, <laughs> yeah. Which I didn't have the heart to watch. As long as you're not being a monster, yes. <laughs> but but basically the idea is, you know, you're a kid that ends up. Was it like falling down a well or something? Yes. Yeah. Um, and and you end up in underground monster city. Um, but instead of being terrifying, awful things, the monsters are all kind of adorable ditzes um, <laughs> that just want to like help you get home uh, in various different ways. So you even like at one point, what's what's Sans's brother's name? I forget. Papyrus. Papyrus. Papyrus is kind of like the the <laughs> rival kind of character. Um, who's kind of like giving you trouble along the way. And he's a skeleton knight in service of the king who you're trying to see so you can get out. And he kind of just challenges your character along the way. Um, but you get to a certain point where you can take him on a date. What? <laughs> and it's an entire experience. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, it's just a goofy situation and it's just funny and lovely and adorable. Who was the um, person in Final Fantasy VII that you could take on a date with you that was weird? Was it, was it Red or was it Barrett? I forget it who it was. Barrett. Barrett. Yeah. That's what I, th- I knew it was someone really weird. I remember trying to get that, you know, um, that setting. That was hard. Because that was a funny setting. <laughs> well, what you had to do to, like, get those different things was, like, not talk to X character yeah. the entire length of the game unless entirely necessary. Yep. So, like, you got Tifa by not doing Aerith, you got Yuffie by not doing Tifa or Aerith, and you got Barrett by not doing either any of those three. <laughs> I was actually, that's on my list too, is just the Gold Saucers, like one of my favorite locales uh, of any sort of game. Definitely. I mean, come on. It's a giant, crazy casino in the middle of Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> no, that was the amount of work that they must have put in just to program all of the things that they did at Gold Saucer. Like, they could have made that much smaller um, and just, like, kind of blown right through it and maybe you could go back and play one or two games but there was tons of stuff to do there and there was multiple missions and other things that kind of worked its way through there so really cool place i'm excited for the remake to see that again oh my god this is gonna be great i mean they they totally could have played it really safe too Mm -hmm. and made it like a casino casino with like blackjack and poker and stuff you know games that we know and are easy like they're I don't want to call them programming staples, but they've been coded before, right? So, like, you kind of have some reference material to put that in. But instead, you get, like, the basketball machine, the snowboard game, which is a rehash of a mini game they already did. Um, but it's fine. I love that. And the bike is the same way. I mean, it's just cool mini games that you loved earlier that you get to do again. Um, I'm trying to think what else they had there. Um, Mog House. The Chocobo Racing, of course. What was that? Mog House. Which oh you my only God. play once because you get 30 GP if you do it correctly. And Mog, Mog House was weird. The submarine you also get to do. That's also a rehash. Um, but again, also fine. Hey, put the Fort Condor minigame in there. <laughs> because what they did was they kind of made it so that you played it once or you could play yeah. it. And then it's like, oh, but it's now it's at the Gold Saucer and you could play it too there. So like if you really enjoyed something. I don't think they had um, any kind of Condor-like uh, game in the Gold Saucer. And once you no, beat that, it was long it was enough done. on its own. Yeah. yeah. Well, to jump off of the Fort Condor reference... <laughs> Some of my favorite levels in any games are like 
siege levels or tower defense almost. Like, in StarCraft, I love the levels where it's like, oh, you have to hold out for half an hour against mm-hmm. oncoming ever stronger waves of the Zerg or something like that. That's why we played a terrible, absolutely just god-awful custom game called Infinite Defense years and years ago. It was so honestly very bad, but we loved the crap out of it. It was a broken as heck. It was really infinite. You could never beat it. It was impossible to beat. But we would play it all the time. <laughs> we did play that for quite some time. That was when we got, I think, tired of the competitive side where we had to play ever better players who were really learning builds as a team, like team builds, which are really hard to work out. Um, so I think that's why, but yeah, infinite defense was interesting. It's just the game, like you said, you could not win. And it got to a point where it was like, well, I'm lagging so bad. I can't do anything. Cause there was like 5,000 motherships and carriers and everything attacking you. So it was fun up until that point. I would say um, it was just, you know, again, we've talked a little bit about ages, but we were also a little bit younger. So we had more time um, yes. as well. So that was one reason why we could play those, but to get to that point of it, basically crashing your computer it was an hour 90 minutes before you got there well if you're going to talk about infinite defense then i need to bring the gambling back into it and bring up poker defense oh I love the poker. best starcraft uh custom maps game that we've ever played and continue to play because i think we've had one victory in, in the whole time in that we've played like it 12 years, years. Fleming uh, beat it once. I yeah, I beat it once. I got to the second to last level once, and I think Tom, you were up there at a somewhere around the second to last or third to last level as yeah, well. I, yeah, I was definitely last five. Mm-hmm. But the the moment you actually beat it, I think we were just like, "There's an end. Yeah, we can actually we beat actually this." Beat it. And we um, we almost cried tears of joy because that was actually probably. If we were to talk about the longest a game took us to be, um, that would probably be the longest thing I've ever tried to actually win. Um, yeah, because there's really and, no easy and way just, to do it. Just to to give the audience a a primer on poker defense, which I highly recommend. It was a brood war map, mm-hmm. so if you have StarCraft brood war, you can it's just on look StarCraft up poker two as well, just not as hard. Yeah, yeah. So StarCraft um, brood war is free, so you have no excuse. Oh, I didn't realize it was free. Um, but yeah, uh, basically it's pretty simple. At the beginning of every round, you have five units. You can choose to keep a card or exchange it. It only gives you a low card of a seven all the way up to the ace. You get five cards, and you can keep or change anything in your hand. Two colors, blue or white, uh, which you can use to get your flushes versus straights and full house, all that fun, fun stuff. Uh, obviously, you want to get the best sort of poker hand that you can and you'll get different units you can then upgrade them you can exchange them for higher level units and you get bonuses so if you get specific hands like three queens you get a bonus unit that you can then exchange for more powerful units and you can continue to combine them it gets really complex but really ultimately you end up with a bunch of units in your square as enemy units of increasing difficulty swirl around you uh, in a couple different rounds and you have to kill them all or you lose lives for each unit that's left. And I think it goes, I think we were well over 100 rounds levels, by the time. I think it's, Is it 63 I only? I think it's like 63. Maybe maybe 73, but I know it's something like that. It, was, it, felt it so still much took longer. 90 plus minutes. That's why people play on faster speeds. 
we never had that ability when we were playing back, you know, 2008, 2009 era. Um, and even now, we just kind of, we haven't played it in a while. Since, like, after we beat it, we kind of were like, well, what do we do now? It's like, we could we keep trying, it. but it's it's difficult, even if you know the best strategies on a map like that. Well, I mean, it's, it's poker. completely it's based all, on gambling. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. It is a lot. It's a chance. Yep, you're exactly right. I mean, there was some degree of strategy in the sense that, like, um, you, Tom said, you get better units as you get, um, if you get better hands, but you may want less, like, worse units because you could use um, resources that basically gives you to get hero units, which are basically all you need at the end of the game. So... Well, and you want to stick with a specific race, which comes from yeah, different hands. I think so. I it gets say, really complicated. It's, it's hard to explain on a podcast, um, but like Pinto said, though, it's free, so go find it. I'm sure someone's playing it on on uh, Brood War right now. That game will never die. So they were always really popular lobbies too. And we would start one, people would yeah, join. Yeah, people would join if we didn't make it private. Definitely. Uh, in terms of siege levels, I just want. You've all played Resident Evil 4, right? If you haven't, like what? Yeah. No, I haven't. Guys. I don't think I have I'm sorry. either. The only Resident, classic. Resident Evil. I played a little bit of Resident Evil Code Veronica way back when. I've mentioned that before. It's the only Resident there, Evil I've played. There is a part in Resident Evil 4 where you're like trapped in a cabin and have to defend it for... I think the trigger is actually like you have to kill 40 enemies before the siege ends yeah but that's like again it's one of my favorite parts of the game like you have to block the windows to try to keep them from getting in and then try to funnel them into one point then they <laughs> overwhelm the bottom floor and you have to run upstairs and cover the stairs and knock down the ladders that they're trying to get in i love stuff like that i i don't know why they have a similar experience in is it five Five was just multiplayer four. <laughs> right. But I mean, like, when you're trapped in that house with Chris's watermelon arms. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that happens at some point. I don't remember five as well as I remember four. Except yeah. for watermelon arms and Wesker yelling Chris's name a lot. <laughs> Chris! <laughs> oh, can I throw out just a game that's an environment that I love? Yeah. Uh, Dino Crisis? <laughs> Dude, why had... I am so angry with Capcom because they just, they're like, we make Resident Evil and Street Fighter. <laughs> what about... And, and Mega Man. And Mega Man. No, they don't even, they don't even do Mega Man anymore. It's they like, what happened name, to Dino Crisis? What happened to Breath of Fire? Like, come on. Ugh. Anyways. Almost as much as what happened to uh, uh, Konami, basically. Konami just makes They just the dropped everything now. off. Yeah, exactly. Jerks. But, I mean, Dino Crisis was crazy. It made no sense. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it was basically, basically just Resident Evil, but instead of zombies, it was dinosaurs. Uh, dinosaurs. And then Dino Crisis 2 was like, here's a time machine. You go back in the past, and there's dinosaurs everywhere, but also you get these giant heavy hitter guns that can blow them up really good. It's awesome. I, 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 I don't remember anything about the plots of either of those games. I just remember wanting to run around and shoot dinosaurs. See, that's also <laughs> in the vein of, do you guys remember Parasite Eve for the PlayStation? I remember the name and yeah. always wanting to get it because it was a Square game. Right. Uh, and I, I, but I never, I don't think I ever it played was, it. I still want to get it. It was basically a Square Soft um, survival horror game, but with RPG elements in it. 
like there was a battle system and everything. It was actually a really fascinating game, and I wonder where, again, like, Squaresoft is just like, we make Final Fantasy. Yeah. It's like, guys, Chrono series, Parasite Eve, The Bouncer, you made a oh, lot of cool bouncer. stuff, man. Like, I'd love to see some other IPs coming back. I just read a whole article about the mystery of intrigue that is The Bouncer. Where no one wore a shirt. <laughs> and that is specifically mentioned. <laughs> Duragon um, with his uh, overalls. <laughs> yeah, his random farm boy overalls. Uh, and then his arm wrapped behind his back in the one thing <laughs> yep. where he would fight you with one arm. Yep. That game. I beat that game. I beat like every yep. element of that game when I had it. Same. Talk about replayability and then play in versus modes with your friends. It was great. And it was like one of the early like super multiplayer games. Yeah, and I think it was like one of the launch titles for it, or at least yeah. thereafter, like soon after. I, I just remember it was a game that I actually played with two friends at the same time on a PlayStation, nice. which was like unheard of because you had to buy a multi-tap for it. So I had a multi-tap. <laughs> And uh, me and my friend Axel used to stand at one end of the train level, and my friend Alex was in the middle of the train level, and he picked the pain that he wanted. <laughs> I had a multi-tap, but I didn't have enough friends to make use of it. Oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have anyone to play with. It mostly only got broken out if I had, like, multiple people yeah. over. Um, the only other game I can think of really using it for was Gauntlet. Ah. Uh, um, yeah, which see, is why I, I wanted it. to use it for Crash Bash. Oh, cra That was like Mario Party, right? Yeah, it was, it was PlayStation's answer to Mario Party. Like, that weird PlayStation All-Stars game that was supposed oh, to be, like, yeah. PlayStation's answer to Super Smash Brothers. That Did that ever happen? Yeah. I think so. It had, like, Nathan Drake and Kratos and, uh, yeah. uh, Cole from Infamous, I think. Yeah, I don't think it ever <laughs> took off like they what, what a... wanted it to. Oh, my God. Wait. Game was released in November 2012 for the PlayStation 3. I don't believe it. Well, it's it's out there. <laughs> yeah, it, because the reason Super Smash Brothers works is because it's Nintendo and it's cartoony and it's it's fine yeah. that it's like this kind of weird mishmash of whatever because it doesn't take itself seriously. Yeah, where PlayStation is like you know we're super serious business guys. No, but you could have Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal fight Parappa from Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> Apparently, this is actually these are actually characters in this game. I'm down for that. And Spike from Ape Escape and Sly Cooper. Everyone remembers Sly Cooper, right? Yeah, he's up there with uh, Gex the Gecko, of course. Oh, hell yeah! Gex sixty-four, Rat Ratchet and Clank, Bubsy. There were man, there were a lot of weird like when we hit 3D. Like, there were a lot of just weird, random platformers that companies were like, this is going to be a mascot. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, you could be a big daddy from Bioshock and take down Nathan Drake from Uncharted. Nice. Oh, see, I, yeah. I, I, I got some names correct. <laughs> you could be Fat Princess from Fat Princess <laughs> and be a Fat Princess. That's a thing? Um, I Apparently. just want to play the king of uh, Cosmos from Katamari. I hope he's built to oh. scale. Ooh. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. 
Except he's not an included character. They made a lot. Okay, so we're running out of time, but I just want to say, man, the way they framed him in that game, you were staring directly at his junk. It was oh, like yeah. David Bowie from <laughs> Labyrinth. Yep. <laughs> Like why, <laughs> why Japan? <laughs> why not? Because yeah, I was just say because why not? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're out of time. We're gonna end the episode on uh, the King of All Cosmos, Junk, his his groinals, <laughs> the Grendel of the Cosmos. <laughs> yes, uh, we. I I don't know that we got super specific this episode, but. You know, we had a lot to talk about, at least. Yeah. And I still think that there's still a lot of ground we could cover with this topic, surprisingly. For sure. I have more than 50% of the things that I wrote down last time still (laughs) left unchecked. Yeah. Lucky you. So uh, maybe we'll come back to this in a month if if you guys are like, hey, it's your turn. I'm like, oh, God, uh, uh, we're just going to do the same thing again. But (laughs) we'll see how it goes. Uh, Thank you for listening. By the time this comes out, it will be 2021. I hope that it's started off better than 2020 did, and I hope it continues to become better than 2020 was. Uh, you know, give us a shout on the social medias. Joypad Pod on Instagram and Facebook. Joypad on YouTube. Contact us at Gmail at Tom. Uh, Gmail is joypadpod at gmail.com. That's right. That's the one. Uh, Twitter, I think we're also Joypad Pod. I don't know if yes. Twitter's a thing. I don't. You know, I don't it man exists. it. Retweet. Yeah. Retweet. Uh, just talk about us. Take a picture of my face. Retweet <laughs> it with the caption. This is Tom's face. Tom, just keep tweeting. You know, it. F- sorry, just really quickly. I noticed um, earlier, I'm going to do it again because I've already done it, that at one point I turned my head and drank my drink, and I know there's some Photoshop opportunities of me just like. <laughs> Like that. Yeah, someone's so. gonna put a twisted T in there. Ha, that's <laughs> <how I know. laughs> that's not gonna be topical. That won't be like topical by the time this episode comes out. So you know, um, I'd like to know you know that I've copyrighted my face. So. I'd like to note that twisted T is gross. I is awful. No, I, put it. They'll put a Smirnoff, a Smirnoff ice. Oh, you're gonna oh, yeah. get gonna bring back the tradition of icing. Bros icing Maybe. bros. Yeah. Anyways, I think that's about <laughs> it. So Does shy. anyone have anything else to add? Perform 10-year-old memes, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Not here, just in your own homes. Just in general. Yeah, don't, in don't your daily it. life. <laughs> yes. All right, I think that's it. Tom, you know what to do. This is the time where I tell you all to do a thing. A New Year thing. The new thing to do in the new year is to stay joyful. Get that in. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.